Hello, day six of the 21 day pelvic health challenge. You guys talking all about those bladder irritants yesterday and all of those drinks made me realize that we better just keep on moving on this hydration train today. And we should talk all about water and hydration. The reason is you guys water intake directly affects the functioning of our bladder and bowels and of our pelvic health overall. How does it do this? You might ask. Well, in terms of our bowels, water and good hydration is required to quite simply keep us moving. And this is something that we're going to chat about way more in depth on another day of the challenge. So I'm not going to say too, too much more about that piece of it. As for the bladder, what actually happens is that our kidneys help us filter out what comes into our body and it helps us get rid of the things that don't serve us or that we shouldn't um, use, right? So things that potentially are dangerous or just don't help us out. And the way this happens is it sends those filtrates, so those p- things that we don't need, along to the bladder to dispose of, to dispose of in our urine. And usually, or not usually, always, (laughs) these filtrates are diluted by the water that we drink and then come out as our urine or inner urine. But if we're not drinking enough water, then what happens is these filtrates are actually very, very concentrated in our urine because they're not diluted by all of the water that we're drinking. And these strong, concentrated filtrates can be incredibly irritating to the bladder. So this fits really, really well with what we were chatting about yesterday and how we want to avoid these things that irritate the bladder. So I'm not going to give you that spiel I did yesterday all over again, but just know that this highly concentrated urine is an irritant and then will lead to all of the same things we chatted about yesterday. But that's definitely not it. So water does a ton, like a huge amount to support our pelvic health. It helps us flush bodily waste, like we just chatted about. It helps blood enter ourselves, our cells with nutrition and then carry away waste. It reduces constipation, like we talked about. It reduces risk of UTI, so urinary tract infections. And this kind of goes back to what we talked about, about reducing the waste in our body. Uh, Not to mention like a gazillion other things that water helps us do and support in terms of all of our systems. So uh, it helps our skin, it helps our brain, it helps our digestion, and the list just goes on and on and on. And I do also wanna highlight a couple of fascinating studies that have been done over the recent years, talking about water and pelvic health. And some of this stuff might surprise some people. One of which is that water intake can actually play a role. Believe it or not, guys, water can play a role in how long you have your period for, whether you need pain meds during your period and the amount of pain or the pain intensity that you experience during your menstrual period. So very, very cool stuff for people who have very painful periods. These studies are finding that if we can increase our water intake, then it can help kind of like work on that a little bit and help reduce some of that pain or at least that experience of pain. So that's pretty huge. So that's one kind of neat avenue that water is very beneficial for our public health that you might not have thought of. The other, we mentioned it earlier, or I mentioned it earlier, but UTI, so urinary tract infections. 
studies have actually shown that women who drink less than one and a half liters of fluids a day, so one and a half liters, have a much higher incidence of UTIs. So this just shows that making sure you're drinking enough and staying hydrated can be really, really important to not have to deal with those UTIs. And especially if you're someone who deals with chronic UTIs, this is something that you're going to be wanting to focus on in your day-to-day life, making sure you're hydrated so that you can reduce that reoccurrence of the infection. I know what you guys are thinking now. So how much is enough? What am I supposed to be drinking? I don't really know. Is it eight glasses a day? What is it? What's a glass, right? Um, And I know there's so much different information out there. There's not a huge, obvious consensus, unfortunately. Uh, But typically in the medical world, what we say is you should be drinking half of your body weight in ounces. So that means if you weigh 150 pounds, you should be drinking at least 75 ounces of water a day. And that equates to actually more than four and a half of the regular little bottles of water. So almost two and a half liters, probably more than a lot of people are actually using day to day or drinking day to day. Other, other medical peeps will, will talk about 1.5 being the kind of magic number. So 1.5 liters a day, but then they do stipulate that you should be drinking another 500 milliliters for every half hour spent sweating. Right. And this is just considered enough to replace the fluids lost from our kidneys, like right. Urinating our lungs from breathing and skin from sweating. So the long and short of it from that is basically you should be drinking at least, so at the very minimum, one and a half liters a day. And even better, you should be aiming closer to the 2.5 liters or whatever that half of your body weight is in ounces. And I know for a lot of you, this might be a lot more water than you're drinking. So you don't have to go zero to 180 on me here. You don't have to go from drinking one small bottle of water to six small bottles of water or whatever you are aiming for. Um, because that's obviously not going to be super comfortable and you are going to have a lot of trips to the bathroom at the beginning as your body gets used to that massive change. So you don't have to go zero to one eighty on me, but I do want you guys, and this is part of the challenge that we'll check chat about after to focus a little bit more on getting some more hydration. And I know that this might be something that's harder to do for those who might deal with any sort of pelvic floor issues, especially those that are related to your bladder, like urgency, incontinence, bladder pain, things we chatted about yesterday. But believe it or not, the truth is that staying hydrated can actually help with these symptoms. The super key here, especially if you're someone who are dealing with these symptoms, the incontinence and urgency, the key is that you want to stay hydrated and drink enough but also be aware of your overall fluid intake, because remember other fluids are going to have an effect on this as well. So that could be your coffees and teas and pops that we chatted about yesterday. Um, But it could also be soups and watermelon and kiwi and some of those higher water fruits and veggies. So the list really does does go on. So just beware that if you increase your water and if you're still having a lot of water and fluid elsewhere, um, that you might be experiencing a little more symptoms. So just something to be cautious of, make sure you're drinking enough water, but not enough, not too, too much in terms of fluids. I hate to break it to you guys, but usually what that means is you have to 
eliminate some of the drinks that aren't water in order to keep that balance. So getting rid of the pops and the juices and the things like that. But that could be something that you may look at on an individual basis. The other important thing is to make sure that you're not drinking too much too quickly. In other words, don't chug your water, but instead drink it slowly throughout the day. If you're chugging it, you guys, it's definitely going to overwhelm your bladder and can create that urgency and that incontinence. And I know that can be really hard. I still, um, we still mask in the clinic uh, and masking has been really challenging in terms of keeping hydrated um, for myself and kind of my colleagues that we, that work with me because, you know, when it's a really busy day, you're masked all day you just kind of have those very few and far between moments and you try to drink as much water as you can. So that has been a challenge for us. Whereas kind of pre-pandemic, if we were sitting and chatting with someone or taking a payment or anything like that, we could have had those sips of water. So it's something that sometimes you have to be a little bit more deliberate and mindful of. I know for me, I try to be very slow and not chug, but I try to make sure that I'm sipping between every client. And oftentimes when my clients are changing, when I step into the room, I'm trying to again, sip a little bit of water just so I won't chug because I do have that tendency. So there you guys have it. Drinking enough water and staying hydrated is so crucial in supporting our public health. So that is what your challenge is today. Your challenge is to drink that 1.5 liters minimum and not to chug it. And ideally you're aiming closer to that half of your body weight in ounces. Uh, remembering what we chatted about yesterday, that hydration chart. So remember how I talked about the different colors of your pee when you looked at the toilet after? Uh, so basically I just want to say that I have a strong bet that you're going to get a lot closer to that lemonade or light beer color. If you accept today's challenge, happy hydration, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.